Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q Podcast. We're preserving the culture and traditions of the fire service is our priority. For more information, visit www.pintheq.com and subscribe to Pin the Q Productions on YouTube. It's our honor to showcase the best of the bravest. Welcome back to Pin the Q Podcast. We are in Lakewood, New Jersey, because today we just had our uh, fundraiser for Next Wrong, and that was it, it went better than I thought it was going to go for the first one out of the gate, so I'm yeah. super excited about that. And we are at Alert Elite Emergency Lighting. Um, they were um, a huge sponsor today to make this happen for Next Rung. And um, I've been so excited to get you on the program. And, and uh, I said I was going to make it out to Georgia, but you ended up coming to Jersey before I got to Georgia. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that whole Devin went down to Georgia thing. So it's going to have to <laughs> it's wait. It's a great song. Yeah, it's going to have to wait. So, yeah. Uh, here he is. I know there are a lot of people that are uh, following Pin the Q on Instagram and also on Facebook. Uh, they know they know who you are. They know what Next Rung is, and they know what Next Rung's mission is. Welcome, brother. Thanks, Finally, man. Finally, welcome. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me. And I mean, today was awesome, man. I mean, I know we could always wish and hope for bigger, but I mean, it's a great start, man. I, yeah. I mean. You got to start somewhere, is what I always say. And regardless of if you have a, a thousand people or you have twenty, I mean, I mean, people are understanding and hearing the message, and you know, knowing that they have people here for them, which is huge. So yeah, we're grateful, man. We got to start somewhere, and um, I'm glad and grateful to be starting here with you, man. You know, like just doing this kind of stuff and. Um, the brotherhood and just the support that you've shown, man, like blows, man, it just blows my mind and I'm grateful for it. And, um, I know Charlie is too, man. He, he wasn't yeah. able to make it. Uh, our co-director actually is on the West coast, just right below LA County. And, uh, his flight got delayed by like five hours. They were trying to fix the weather instrument they couldn't get it fixed. And then they canceled the flight on like 320 something people. He told me so. We missed you, Charlie. Sorry yeah, you couldn't be here, man. But such a good guy. I'm so glad I met Charlie in Indianapolis yeah. uh, through FDIC. Just right. you know, just solid man, solid yeah. person, and uh, a good good firefighter, and good brother. Great guy. Mm-hmm. But so today, um, I, it was so awesome. We were able to raise uh, one thousand four hundred eighty dollars. Uh, not 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 too shabby for a first no, event, like I said. Fantastic, and, man. And that's going to a uh, to a such a good such a good cause. Yeah. So. So Blake, take me back, um, brother, because you know what this show is all about, man. It's mm-hmm. about firefighting and mm-hmm. and, uh, and the you know the craft, if you will. So take me back to when it all started for you, before next wrong, right? Yeah. Before any of this uh, this Instagram stuff, and how did it all start for you becoming a firefighter? Uh, man, so I grew up around firefighting, volunteer actually, uh, the county that I still live in and I actually work there part time now. Um, it was all volunteer at one point. Uh, my dad volunteered and my mom actually volunteered as well for really? a few years. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and then she kind of backed out of it cause they were in the same company and they didn't ever want anything to happen to where they both wouldn't be there for right. their kids if something were to happen. So uh, anyway, my mom kind of stepped down from that, but my dad continued for several years, probably till I was about 10 or 11. And um, so I grew up around that, man, as always, you know, just running around the firehouse as a kid, you know, getting in the back of an open air uh, Han cab, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. it's, it's, uh, man, 
great memories for sure. So, I, I mean, I did grow up around it. Uh, my dad never went career because it didn't pay enough, so he kept his job and just kept volunteering. Um, for me, man, I uh, in 2010, I really tried to get hired on right after I got married uh, to my wife, and uh, it didn't work out for a few years. So kind of put that on the back burner and um, – you know, through that time, man, like I've always wanted to make an impact on first responders in some way. And uh, I, I guess my thought process was you can't do that unless you're in it and you know and understand it. So in 2015, I applied again uh, with Gwinnett County, which is where I started down in Georgia, just a suburb right outside of Atlanta. Uh, so I started there and um, that was where my career started in 2015. I volunteered for three years as well, back from 2010 to 2013. Okay. So um, understand both sides of it, the volunteer world and the career side, and uh, I'm grateful for, for both sides of it. Um, it's all the brotherhood. It's all great people. So, um, yeah, so 2015, I became a firefighter and paramedic, and I guess the rest is history. Uh, currently, I work for Sandy Springs Fire, uh, we're right beside the city of Atlanta, so okay, yeah. So did you did you ever expect any of this? Not at all. Uh, kind of the first thing from my mind ever doing something like this. I mean, I, I just had, you know, in 2015, just gotten into the fire service, and and yeah, <laughs> no, not at all. I never yes, would have expected this whatsoever. It's so, crazy, yeah. man. And it was it uh, when you started the fire department, you transferred, you know, a transition, I should say, from yeah. volunteer to career. Um, was it what you expected or was it all new to you culture wise? No, I mean, I guess I had an idea of what to expect. Um, I I talked with people and knew people who had been through the academy and things like that. Um, you know, I'm definitely grateful for my volunteer time, but um, you know, the career aspect of it, I I love, man, just being able to wake up every day, like knowing that's my job, you know, like it's exciting, you know, I, I love the fact and, and humbled by the fact that I get paid to do it. So, um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's been great. You know, I, I kind of knew what the tradition was like and how to upkeep that. And I, I guess I knew my role as, as a young firefighter, as a rookie firefighter, you know, kind of kept my mouth shut, you know, do right. what I was supposed to do, ask questions when it was yeah. appropriate and, you know, all um, important stuff. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> so, uh, well, it, and, and I think that that volunteer uh, part or that volunteer time definitely mm-hmm. help with that. Oh, definitely, it, yeah. It, it I prepares mean, you. Yeah. And you, what made you do a, the paramedic thing? Was that uh, just something that was required, or was that an extra it step? It was, yeah. So Gwinnett, where I started, actually required it. The class before me, or maybe two classes before me, they had a choice be- between uh, advanced EMT and becoming a paramedic. We didn't have the option. Uh, so I had to, which I'm grateful for because if I wouldn't have had to, I probably would never, go, right. you know, like go and get it on my own. So I'm grateful for the knowledge. I'm grateful for, you know, that experience. Uh, but definitely love the fireside a lot more. And I figured that out. Um, and it's not that I was a, a bad medic. I just knew like where my interests were. And that was one of the reasons that I left Gwinnett and went to Sandy Springs is because they don't transport and, you know, I just would be able to dedicate more time to the fire aspect of it or the rescue side. So I'm at the tech rescue house and do ropes, extrication, swift water and things like that, which oh, is, man, I love. So, yeah, yeah it's fun. 
Is it, uh, is it, I mean, the good thing about what you're doing is you get to travel a little bit. Yeah. So you definitely. get to meet new firefighters and all over the place right. and see how everyone else does things. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's pretty rewarding. Yeah. I, I love the, the culture. And I actually read a little article on, you know, just the fact of how the brotherhood is from coast to coast, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane, you know, and a lot of people are like, man, the brotherhood's dead. You know, like things like this or going to FDIC or meeting people, you know, like yourself who are so enthusiastic and involved, like, man, the brotherhood's so alive, you know, sometimes you just kind of, you know, open your eyes just a little bit wider from around where you are. Right. Because sometimes you're like, you know, you just get a little bit depressed or like, you know, I don't know, a little salty about (laughs) where you are at the moment, you know, or your, your crew or whatever it may be, your department, but... Man, I, yeah, the Brotherhood's incredible, man. So I love seeing the different aspects of, you know, you know, just different departments and how they do things. You know, everybody's got their own thing that they do, which is cool. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Everyone's got their own little, you know, little way, little right. culture, if you yeah. will. Yeah, yeah. So walk me, walk me into this whole, um, this whole next rung idea. Like, yeah. how'd this all happen for you? Um, man, so in 2017, like I said, you know, I mean, really one of my, the main reasons of entering into the fire service is obviously, man, like I have a servant's heart. Like, I I don't just say that to like brag about myself. Like it doesn't matter if I'm picking up chairs, you know, or if I, whatever it may be, I I just love to serve like hands on and, uh, give back. So uh, naturally I feel like the fire service was a good fit for that. And, uh, so I love the fire service as a whole and, and wanted to give back to the fire service and first responders as a whole, which is kind of what it's developed into. But, you know, my first thought was a fire service, honestly, because that's what I grew up and loved and was interested in. I wanted to give back to those guys, to people like myself. And, um, you know, so that was kind of the, I guess, the whole idea that sparked, you know, how, how can I make a difference? Um, how can I give back to the the people like us you know because we give back to the community like that's our job we serve the community and uh, we go out and we um you know we work for our community like right, that's right. our job you know to to, to go to <coughs> rescue these people to take care of them you know um etc but uh, i wanted to make a difference in the first responders and firefighters and, and uh, ems and things like that so um <coughs> So I guess I already had that going, and um, six months into my rookie year, um, there's a guy, he ended up actually taking his life, um, and he was married, had two daughters, and this was a guy that, you know, going through rookie school, he came up out of the field, he would teach, and um, I got to know him, you know, over a 12-month span, and he was a great guy, always smiling, laughing, you know, cutting up, and just someone that you wanted to be around, you know. And um, But anyway, like I said, six months into my rookie year after I got into the field, he ended up taking his life, and it just really impacted me. And, and we weren't best friends. You know, we knew each other and, and worked together and things like that, but uh, just really impacted me in the the fact that you just don't ever know what people are going through, like internally, like you don't know like what's going <clears> on <throat> in their mind, right. and and so that really just impacted me. Like, man, like how can how can I help prevent that, or how can I help stop that? And I guess you know, uh, there's really not a way to stop it, but I mean, what what can I do to alleviate some of that? You know, um, so 
anyway, and I've always had an interest in psychology, counseling, things like that. I have an undergrad in psychology and it's just always been something I love talking with people. So I guess all those mixtures together kind of created the idea of Next Rung. Um, originally, I was going to just sell apparel and donate back to an organization. And, and now you're their organization. Yeah, that people are so, to. yeah so and I, I couldn't find one that... I wanted to donate my money back to um, that was, you know, dealing with that issue. Um, so six months into it, and I brought Charlie on our co-director, um, and we, you know, I, I tossed the idea. I was like, hey, man, you know, this is what we've been doing, but here's where I would like to go with it. You know, would you be on board with that? Because I know that's a big undertaking, you know, and, and he was on board with it, and so we worked on becoming a nonprofit, and we got our nonprofit status right at the end of 2017, uh, in 2018, last year was our first year as a nonprofit, That's offering great. the peer support and financial assistance for licensed counseling. And then towards the end of 2018 is when we started giving back to families of first responders who took their life by suicide. So, and again, you're, you know, uh, I'd say this over and over, but your mission is so important. And, um, the first few incidents that that occurred, the people you were helping, the people you impacted, tell mm-hmm. me what that was like for you. Man, uh, you know. <laughs> I guess I set out, man, like, and Charlie and I said this together. It's like, dude, if we can change one person's life, like, I'll consider it a win. Like, I, I don't have to do anything else right. the rest of my life. Like, and I would consider, you know, that a huge success for the fire service. And um, that happened in December of 2017. We had our, our first person come to us in need of help, you know, and he was on the verge of taking his own life. Like, I mean, scary you know i mean like because you look at it you're like dude like i mean you don't realize it at the time you know because you're just trying to talk these people through you know what's going on but then you go back and think about it and yeah i mean it was just right there on the verge so we you know um i talked with him you know just kind of backed him off the ledge so to speak and this guy's actually a wildland firefighter and um so honestly man i was like who do i reach out to because i don't know this life um you know, Charlie is, is obviously uh, being on the West Coast. He started at Cal Fire, has that wildland experience. But we're trying to figure out, you know, who, who knows this life and we could, you know, really connect with someone. And we actually ended up connecting with Eric Marsh Foundation. Um, so Amanda Marsh actually got us in touch with someone that she knew that was a counselor out his way. Um, and we got him hooked up with that counselor. And, I mean, just completely turned his life around, you know, like 180, man. So uh, that was our first person. And, and um, he still messages me or he'll text me, man. He's got a little baby now. Like, oh, it's, man, it's incredible. So to see that and to know that he's there for that is, is absolutely incredible. And um, there's a few stories like that, you know, that people um, – one of the things that we do after we walk people through our peer support process or we help them in any way – is we send them a care package. It's got one of our green T-shirts in it, a challenge coin, a keychain, and things like that. That says "Change Lives Campaign." And um, you know, it's like, hey man, you know, if you if you can grab a picture, you know, I'd love to post it. You know, that kind of thing. And right. Then they end up sending me a picture and in that shirt, and below it it says, "Hey man, post it if you want." You know, this is a suicide that didn't happen because of you. Wow. Um, you know, like that, that just pierces your heart, man. And I just am humbled, you know, and it's not just myself that gets messages like that. It's Charlie as well. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many times, you know, where we're both just, you know, answering phone calls or answering text messages, you know, sometimes it's four or five 
the same day, you know, so we're kind of juggling back and forth between people and things like that. And, uh, it's humbling, man. It's, it's very sobering when you have that aspect of it. And, and obviously everyone's case isn't that serious. You know, there's some people who come into it as well and they're like, Hey man, I just, I just want to, you know, bounce some, some things off of you and, and they're good to go, man. I talk to him for, you know, maybe an hour. Charlie talks to him for, you know, holds a conversation every day and they're like, Hey man, thanks for that. I'm, I'm good to go now. I appreciate what you do. And, you know, they move on. So, and then there's some people that we walk through the entire process and um, then we line them up with a licensed counselor and, you know, just continue the process and, and get them all the help that they need. So, and I, I think it's good that you just said, you know, what you said about the licensed counselor, because it's important for people to understand that um, if someone's in true crisis, mm-hmm. uh, they need to, they need that medical help and they need that professional help as, you know, right. us as firefighters, we're, it's great that we're pushing people in the right direction mm-hmm. and motivating and, and being able to talk to people peer to peer. Yeah. But it, once we recognize that this is, you know, uh, clinical, Correct. we need to make sure we get the, the right resources to these people so they yeah. can get the help they need. And I think that's a great thing about the peer support aspect of it. So like when you call our number, you text our number, you're getting a first responder on, on the other side of that. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've heard like, Hey man, I just want to talk to someone who is like me, who understands like what I'm going through. And that's great. I completely understand that as well, because if you and I are to sit down and talk, like we understand each other, you know, and and it really helps kind of, you know, break the ice uh, into um, something that, you know, can continue to develop as far as, you know, it just is more comfortable, you know, to start talking to someone who understands you. Absolutely. And then the more you talk and you kind of know they understand. Right. And then the more you talk and and open up, you kind of start to open their eyes to the, the fact that, okay, maybe a, a licensed counselor wouldn't be a bad idea. And then, you know, we have some people hell-bent on, I, I don't want to speak to a licensed counselor because it doesn't work. I've tried that before, which is fine too. So, I mean, we, we've seen both aspects of it. We don't force that on people. You know, if we see that we think that they should make that move, then we'll suggest it, but we don't ever force it on people. And some people are very, you know, accepting of it and they're, you know, grateful for it and they want to do that. And if they don't, then we don't force that. We just continue to develop that process with them and walk, you know, with them through that time. So, yeah, not every incident is, is clinical. Correct. Sometimes, you know, brothers and sisters just want to talk to like-minded people, exactly. you know, who understand and, you know, have the same, uh, you know, same job or mm-hmm. same sort of job sure mm-hmm. maybe but definitely feel more comfortable yeah you know it's no different to me than uh you know a bunch of firefighters around a kitchen table you know we're all talking about the same thing and we're mm-hmm. all we've all experienced the same thing so there's much more buy-in i, I think the buy-in is coming you know it's, it's slow but it definitely is becoming more accepted i think you know and someone even asked me that tonight you know have you met any resistance or retention or anything like that and i mean we haven't we don't have people coming up and saying like you can't do this or anything like that um you know there are still people out there they're like hey man like you know and ptsd is not real or or whatever you know you have people who believe you know certain things and they're like oh you know they, they just I don't know if they just want to ignore the fact as a whole or if they choose to believe it, then they have to accept it for themselves as well. I, I don't know what it is. So right. I wouldn't say that we meet resistance, you know. I, we just, um, man, like 
we just want to be here to help people, you know, and I think we've met resistance in the fact of, you know, when I talk about what we do and people already have a peer support team, like, oh, no, 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 well, we already have a peer support team. We don't, we don't need anything else. And, right. and I'm like, well, who, who does your peer support team talk to? Who, who do they decompress to after they've already helped the people that they work with? You know, so I'm not here. We're not here to take over. You know, you'll hear myself and Charlie say that we're not here to to take over or, you know, be the person up front. We just want to be a secondary resource to the department or to people because everything that we do is completely anonymous. Like, I mean, it doesn't get back to anywhere whatsoever. Like it doesn't leave myself or Charlie, whoever's speaking with them. It never leaves and goes any further than that. So, and that's um, the trust. That's and, and that is that's so huge. I think that helps, you know, because yeah. people are like, well, I don't really trust. You know, not, it's not the fact that they don't trust the people that they work with. They just don't want people to know because yeah. they don't know how that's going to affect their career, mm-hmm. you know, or how people are going to look at them. Yeah. So we do offer that. It's completely anonymous, like one hundred percent, unless they say, hey, you know, you're welcome to post this or whatever it may be. But even if we get people to do um, a, a testimonial or anything like that. We'll never put their name on it or anything like that, you know. So, like, we have people message us with, with you know, happy stories. And that's what I don't ever want people to think, like, oh, next round, that's so solemn or so sad. Like, dude, like, I've been in the middle of conversations with people literally who are going to take their life and, like, we're laughing on the other end of the phone because, you know, they say something that you and I would find funny because yeah. we're first responders. We're <laughs> firefighters. Like, dude, like, all right, I'm going to laugh at that, you know? And he's like, dude, thank you for laughing. You know, he's like, I don't feel so weird now and, and things like that. But, you know, we have people who, who message us and they're like, hey, you know, because of you and the message that you put out, um, you know, I've I've gotten help on my own. You know, I, I know I didn't talk with you, but I just want to tell you thank you, mm-hmm. you know, for encouraging, you know, me talking to someone else, encouraging that fact that I should reach out and talk to someone and things like that. So, by all means, like we're not looking for everyone to come to us uh, because there's probably no way that we could handle it anyway. You know, we couldn't handle all the people coming in, uh, you know, as of now. And as we continue to expand our team and things like that, that's great. Um, but, I mean, we're just, I mean, a small ripple in the pond, man, a small ripple. Uh, you know, so we're just trying to to just change as many lives as we can over time. And we never, I mean, it doesn't matter. And you are. It's therapeutic for me. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm walking through, you know, this conversation with these people and, you know, it helps me recall stuff. It helps me, you know, continue just to kind of, you know, push through some of the things that I've seen and that I've dealt with personally, you know. So, I mean, all around, dude, I mean, it it helps me just as much as it helps other people. And, um, man, I'm just, you know, like like I told you, I'm just grateful to be here. and, And, I mean, I always tell people it's my pleasure, you know, and thank you for trusting us with your story because, I mean, with, without a doubt, like, that's the truth. I'm like, hey, you know, thank you for trusting us with your story because you didn't have to trust us. And um, so it's important to us that we continue to to maintain that trust with everyone that we speak with. So, um, you know, we, we value them. We value their story. And, um, you know, we just always want them to know that, you know, they have someone to talk to. I mean, it doesn't matter if you don't have someone in your department to talk to. You can always call and talk to us, text us, whatever it may be, but we just, we wanted to have and provide a resource for people that with, you know, with no second thought that they could always say, well, you know what, I I know I can't, I I can't, you know, I know I can't talk to this person, but I can call these people, you know, and 
Um, and, and we've had that, you know, and we're grateful to be here, man. I, I don't think I can say that enough, just how grateful we are to be here for uh, everyone that calls in or texts in or messages us on Instagram or Facebook or sends an email, whatever it may be. So um, we're, we're definitely grateful, man. We have a great board of directors that surrounds us, you know, and, and helps us with that. We have an actual licensed counselor that serves on our board of directors and Amanda's great. She's got uh, over 15 years of experience um, in specializing in trauma. Uh, so we bounce a lot of ideas off of her as well. Right. Um, so we, we have some really good direction and just some great people around us, man. You're one of those great people. And, and I told you this, Thank man, you. Like, there's some people that, that you meet and you're like, man, that's, that's a really cool person. And like there's some people that you meet and like instantly like man like I like that guy like and it's just like you know the 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 friendship and the you know I mean dude we're brothers like I mean I, I can't you know thank you enough for the support that you've given us and just backing us from day one you know when we start talking and chatting on Instagram so um man like without you and without people like you that continue to spread our message the people wouldn't know about us but because of that and because we can use your platform or like today you know a pip from 555 came in and spoke right. about the the physical health and uh, we believe that's important as well we believe that the you know physical health and, and mental health intertwine together and it's extremely important for you to, to have both of those and um, you know, because physically, if you're fit, like it tends to help you mentally, absolutely. right? You know, I yeah, mean, absolutely. relieve stress, things like that. You yep. know, if, if you feel good about yourself, then mm. that helps your mentality. Um, but if you're mentally healthy, you know, and you're rested and you're feeling, you know, good mentally, then physically, like you want to be in better shape. You want to make sure that you can perform the job and do the things and be there for your family and, and things like that. So the two definitely go hand in hand. So grateful for you putting all that stuff together and, and I know you're not looking for me to pat you on the back by any means and, and we didn't talk about this whatsoever but I'm grateful man um, because of people like you who just continue to surround us and support us like never in a million years that I think we would have the support that we do so it just continues to, to blow my mind you know Charlie and I talk about that often he's like dude he's like the support that we have like the support system around us is absolutely you know, incredible. And, and I agree a hundred percent, dude, we, we couldn't do it without you guys. So no, I, for me, it's, it's an no brainer. It's, a, it's, you know, it's an obvious thing for me to be part of. It's so important, you know, it really is. And, and, uh, you know, like I looked around today, we had the people who were here mm -hmm. at this event. Um, you know, it was a lot to put together, but honestly, as, as soon as it kicked off and I, I had a chance to look around and see the people out in our room and we had some, we had some heavy hitters in the fire service we in this did, room yeah. today. I mean, it was just so nice to look around and, and see some of these people here. Like, are you kidding me? Like, they're mm -hmm. here. And um, and that was great because, to me, they were here for, for you, you yeah. know, and that's important. Like, it wasn't it wasn't for any other reason but to support Next Rung and your mission and your yeah. organization. So, you know, when you have guys like for Pip, for example, when I asked him if he'd come on and, you know, and, and speak, he's like, yeah. Like it, I'm like okay. I thought I was gonna have to twist his arm a little bit, and <laughs> and you know, that's mm -hmm. the buy-in, right? So yeah. if, if you're doing this stuff for nothing, and for for all the right reasons, yeah, you know, man. not certainly not for the money, but for the right reasons, yeah. and then all the vendors that that showed up. I mean, they everybody wanted to be part of, uh, be part of this. Yeah, dude. you know, it was great. Grateful, man, and we've gotten to you know meet quite a few of those people, you know, a time or two, and. 
um, man, yeah, just great people here that weren't even vendors or weren't speaking. Like they were just sitting out in the crowd, you know. I yeah, mean, yeah. some big hitters there too. Oh, man. absolutely. So like that, yeah, yeah man, that puts a smile on my face, man. And, yeah. And the friendships, dude, that we built. And I, I don't know what it is about New Jersey, dude. There's something completely different. <laughs> I, I always say that there's something in the water up here. And <laughs> I don't know what it is, dude, but you guys definitely produce some incredible firefighters, you know, but but people who just want to continue to, uh, I don't know, man, leave, I guess, their fingerprint or their mark on the fire service or just make it a difference somehow, which is, is great, man. So to be surrounded by you guys, to, yeah. to be able to come up here and hang out and, you know, meet some people. And, you know, we, we, I landed in Philly and we drove up. You're like, Hey man, you know, stop by and see you oh, know, Captain, Eckert. Captain, Captain Bobby Eckert. Oh, so man, he... we were actually about 45 minutes this way. And, and, uh, Rob Meyer from Ridgeway Leatherworks. Another I've been great hanging, guy, yeah, man. Been hanging out with him. He's been giving me a tour of the whole <laughs> state of, we've covered the entire state, I think at this point, but He's like, you know what, man? Like, screw it. Let's turn around. Like, oh, let's go yeah. back. It's worth so, it to turn around. Yeah. Man. So we went back and we got to talk with uh, Captain Eckert and uh, just hang out and listen to him. Yeah. And, well, he know. texted me because he's like, hey, man. He's like, is uh, is he is he still in Philly? I'm like, yeah, because I was following Rob on Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's in Philly. He's just picked him up at the airport. He's like, oh man, you got to tell him to stop by. I'm yeah. working. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. So I literally got off the text with him. I started messaging you mm-hmm. or no i messaged rob i'm like yo turn around and you'll go over and see bobby and then he didn't yeah. respond right away but then you did yeah and like oh man i'm so far away and i'm so i'm glad i'm glad it worked yeah, out I did. we turned around we're like man I saw he's the, like yeah. dude you're only up here he's like you might as well do it you know <laughs> so we did we got to talk with him for about an hour and then we headed back up this way yeah, he's a good dude man yeah went up to liberty state park today and you know saw the skyline things like that man it's been it's been a great time but uh, you know yeah just, had i known you were there i could have yeah. i could have coached you up with uh you know chief gorman yeah out in jersey city it won't be our only time here no so, you gotta come back yeah definitely. we gotta come so back many people bring charlie we, and, yeah, yeah dude, so many but, people we gotta meet and then yeah uh, but there's I'll, something special about you guys over here man yeah. so good for you guys i don't know what it is but don't tell your secrets so. nah, well, we, we, we can't tell our secrets <laughs> from jersey you know so, and, and i was happy and what what did you have for breakfast this morning tell everybody what we have for breakfast this morning. i had a pork roll see pork roll, you, pork roll. it was so, delicious you know, I was I was telling I was telling Blake there's a whole thing in Jersey about like pork roll or Taylor ham. It's this whole thing, you know. So he's kind of blown away by that whole thing. And then I I mentioned there's a website too that <laughs> yeah. that um, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's kind of a big deal here. So well, forever in my heart, it will be a pork roll. <laughs> so you Northerners well, up there, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're gonna make a lot of people happy by yeah. saying pork roll. <laughs> saying pork roll. Yeah, just yell it out at the top of my lungs. So. <laughs> so now that you're, uh, you know, you, you and Charlie, you know, we got to talk at FDIC, which was awesome. Awesome, yeah. Um, but now that you're in the position you're in, looking at what you've accomplished since you started Next mm-hmm. One, did you ever expect no it to be what it is right now? No, I, I mean, there's, I guess there's always that hope, you know, like when you put your eggs in that basket, so to speak, you know, like all right, like I'm going to go for this, but you know, like, I don't know, like why would people want to buy my shirt? You know, like why would they want to buy a next rung shirt or why would they want to take a picture with me? I'm like, dude, there's so many other cool people that you could, you know, stop by their booth for FDIC or, or whatever it may be. And even here, like today, man, like just people like coming up saying thank you or whatever it may be. Like, dude, I never in a million years would have dreamed of that, you know? And, um, 
dude, it's it's humbling, man. Like, and and I always through this, and I remind my, I say this a lot to Charlie, but it's more to remind myself, man. It's like, hey, let's you know, let's stay humble, keep our, our head down, and just keep doing what we're doing. Like, it doesn't matter if you know we have you know. 10 people that we helped that year if we helped 100 people or, or whatever it may be it doesn't matter what our following looks like on, on facebook yep. or instagram it's not you know a numbers driven thing we just man like like i've told you over and over again we want to make a difference and we just want to make an impact so uh but no i mean charlie and i you know talk about that's like dude i can't believe you know that we're making the impact that we are you know and um, so it's, it's great, man. And there's so many other great companies out there. There's a lot of great other organizations out there, you know, and, and we're not trying to be in the limelight by any means. And, um, you know, some people kind of will, you know, throw other names out there, you know, it's just like, reg- like people who don't have pages or anything, but just, you know, people who are making comments and I'm like, yeah, dude, they're great people. You know, I was like, I'm not here to compete with anyone yeah, by any it's means. It's definitely so, not a competition. No, dude. No, absolutely I mean, not. The, the more that we can do together, like that's, I mean, that's the greatest thing. There's so much room to share, dude. I mean, there's no way that one organization or one company could handle the entire fire service. No. Much less first responders as a whole. So, um, yeah, but, dude, blown away, man. I mean. Like FDIC, you see so many people walking around with your shirts on. Yeah. What's that like? Insane, man. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I I never, never would have dreamed that, you know. And every time I I fulfill orders, you know, I do all the shipping. Um out of my, my upstairs office above my garage and my wife helps me, you know, pack stuff up and, you know, there's like 40 orders that week and I'm just like, holy, like, I mean, they just keep yeah, coming good. in, which is great. You know, the support, I mean, we will never turn away support and we're grateful for that. And, um, you know, obviously our, our, our mission is to tackle the mental health aspect of the fire service and first responders and things like that. But, I mean, I love hats, dude. Me too. I, <laughs> I have a have hat, hat problem. Me too. Uh, I absolutely have a hat problem. So, dude, yeah, yes, I like, yes, I do. Even on this trip, I brought like 10 hats <laughs> and I'm here for three days. You know, it's like, you can't wear 10 hats in three days. Uh, you know, so, I mean, we're always, you know, we love the apparel side of it too because we want people to, you know, wear our brand to yeah. continue to raise that awareness. And so one of the things that we did and, you know, that we kind of, pioneered so to speak i guess or whatever you want to call it um is the green idea we didn't make up the green color for mental health it's actually the the color for mental health awareness which is in may uh coming up so but instead of it being once a month we wanted or, or once a month instead of it being you know one month out of the year um we wanted to make it every week, so yeah. we. I, I came, I came up with the idea of Green Monday. I love Green Monday, and yeah. I was like, dude, I was like, we we got to do something to raise more awareness for you know what what we're here to challenge and to to go against. So um, that's where Green Monday came from, so that we could wear a color to you know raise more awareness, and it's it's taken off, man. It's been great. Uh, we run out of shirts or hats or whatever it may be, anything with green on it, man. We run out of so. That's good. Um, you know, we're constantly having to print more shirts or do more hats and things like that. So I love that aspect of it. Right. But I have to remind myself that's not why we're here. Um, but it is fun. You know, I love the apparel side of it as well. And, um, you know, as, as crazy as I, you know, try to try to get or want to pull my hair out about shipping <laughs> stuff out, dude, we're incredibly grateful that people want to wear something with next rung on it and help spread our mission so um the more shirts and hats that we sell or bracelets or whatever it may be i mean stickers that go out you know we we love it man so it just helps spread our mission and further it further and further and further so 
So let me ask you this, and you know, um, you know, my program. I ask some some tough questions, but does it does it weigh on you at all? Like having having that not stress, but having that thought that the, your phone can ring at any moment. Yeah. And uh, there could be someone on the other end of that line, and it could change your whole day. Oh yeah, definitely. It does, man. Like, I mean, even like, when we, you're getting set up for this, like I'm texting with somebody, you know, so it's, I mean, it's continuous, um, you know. It, and does it take a toll on you at all? Does it, does it weigh on you at all? It does, man. You know, they're. Because listen, you're also a firefighter. Right. Yeah. Right. It does. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, in, in short, yes, it does weigh on you. Um, you know, you're sitting there at, you know. 11 o'clock at night before shift or something like that and someone texts you you know so you're like man you know I, I gotta answer this phone call or I gotta answer this text message um you know so there are <laughs> more sleepless nights you know but we're grateful for that you know um but some of the stories man like I just man I hurt for them because they're hurting you know and and I don't know I guess you can't explain it but you know it's the brotherhood as, as a whole mm-hmm. you know when when one thing impacts you know a brother I mean it impacts us all you know so well that's what I mean I, I mean that's it's, that's very burdensome as you know at points you know right. and um man yeah it's, it's really heavy especially depending on what their situation is or what they're going through you know I mean it's you know in your mind because you're trying to help walk them through you know this situation and and be there for them and be their support and their guidance at that time you know and and like you said I'm not a professional counselor I, I don't claim to be but you know we're, we're definitely going to do our damnedest to to help everyone that we can and walk them through that time I mean right we want them to be able to lean on someone um so the fact that they can lean on us and walk through that and you know, hopefully see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I mean, that's it's definitely burdensome. Uh, you know, it's definitely very heavy at times. And, you know, I mean, Charlie and I will talk, you know, back and forth like, man, this is this one's heavy, you know. And, you know, we don't really go into the details of it because, like we said, we want to keep everything anonymous. Uh, but, you know, there's sometimes like, yeah, like, man, like this is this one's rough. And, and sometimes yeah. we even have to tell people like, dude, and this sucks. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. Like, what you just told me, like, that sucks, man. Like, I mean, I can't tell you anything else. I, I'm sorry, you know, but I want to let you know that you don't have to do this by yourself. Right. Um, and we mean that. You know, we're going to walk with them through every trial that they're going through at that moment and I, I th- help them see the light at the end of the tunnel. Because the truth is, is, I mean, every storm comes to an end. You know, it's just a, a storm that you got to weather through. And, and we tell people all the time, you know, it's it's not worth making a permanent decision over something that's temporary that you're going through. Yeah, it's so, it's so I'm so glad you said that because that's, that's exactly what it is, right? You're, you, you know, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Correct. You know, and that's, that's the sad part of it. And I think what happens uh, is they just feel that there's no options mm-hmm. when in fact, there are options. Yeah, they just need someone to help show them what those options are. You Absolutely, know? yeah. So, but would it, you say that? Would you say that's the core of your mission is to save lives? Oh, definitely, man. I mean, it, yeah. I mean, by far, like that's that's our, our biggest mission. And, and I mean, if we can save a life, then I mean, great. You know, I mean, it, it, it continues to, you know, I guess alleviate that issue more and more. The issue that we face uh, with the mental health aspect of it. We want people to know that there is hope. You know, I mean. You have someone that is willing to listen to you, you know, to bounce ideas off of and walk with you through it and say, hey, we can do this together. Um, yeah, so to, to 
Yeah, saving lives. I mean, obviously saving lives right. is, is our goal as a whole, you know, in what we do in our career and with this aspect of what we do in Next Rung. So, you know, my big call to me, you know, I mean, that, that I think about and, um, you know, I mentioned that uh, I work for Sandy Springs full-time, work for Newton County part-time, which is the county that I lived in. Normally about three times a month is kind of what it works out to. Um, sometimes four, you know, once a week is ish uh anyway but i mean so i think about my call you know my most recent one and you know just uh, like listen man like for the first four days like five days or whatever it may be three or four days a week whatever it may be like i'm pissed off man like i just get i get upset i get angry i'm frustrated you know and and obviously my wife knows me and she's like she knows what's going on so she kind of gives me my space or, or whatever you know and She's like, hey, if you if you need anything, let me know. But so then, like after that, you know, I just after being frustrated and being angry and, and pissed off, like I have to slow myself down. Like, all right, let's process. You know what happened? Um, yeah, it sucked. You know, yeah, it's sad. And you know, but I just walked back through the call and I, you know, asked myself, I was like, really, like, is there anything more that you could have done? So so uh, glad you said that. Yeah. Man. So I mean, so that's, glad you said that's that. what I asked myself, yes. and 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 I answer myself, and I'm like, I mean, even if I had a doctor right beside me, if I had an OR room beside me, if I had all the supplies in the world, like it, in that case, the the call that I ran, he still wouldn't have made it, man. Like right. it's just a terrible incident. Like I mean, it's just a, one of those freak things, you know, and it's just like. You just don't understand, you know, and there's some things I tell people, like, you just, you, you're not going to understand. Like, there's not going to be an answer for it, you know. I and mean, the reality is we're not going to save everyone. Right. Right? No, you can't. We're you not going to save everyone. And and that's, that. I'm glad you, you mentioned that because that's self-evaluation. Yeah. I think people, I think more people need to do that. Mm-hmm. And you said the best word, process. Yeah. Like, you need to process your incident. Mm-hmm. And you need to tell yourself, and, you know, like you said. Did I do everything I possibly could have done? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even if you didn't do everything you possibly could have done, yeah. you, you tried. You can still learn from that too. Right? You, you know? tried and you self-evaluate. And, and yeah. I like I like that you said that because I, I believe in that too. Yeah. I think it's important. I have to do that. I mean, that's that's the way that I process it. And I mean, it's important to me, you know, that I go back and walk through it. And, you know, I let that call drive me to you know, instead of <laughs> moaning and, and groaning and complaining about the call that I have to wake up for at three o'clock in the morning, that's insignificant. Like, Hey man, like you have the potential to impact someone's life. And I know that sounds so cheesy, but I mean, it's the truth. Like I'm there 24 hours. I get paid to be there. Like, this is my job. Like I need to do it. And like, I have to remind myself like, man, just be there for that person. Yeah. It sucks. Cause you got to wake up at three in the morning and they stub their toe, you know, right. or whatever it may be. It's, you know, kind of in- insignificant. You know, but I remember the calls where I couldn't do anything else. Well, this person, I can do something. They're still alive. They're breathing. I can mm-hmm. be there to help them, you know. So I let those past calls drive me and motivate me to give my best and my all um, at, at all times, you know. And like every firefighter or whatever, you know, you naturally complain, you know. I roll my <laughs> eyes at that because you're like, oh, not another call, you know. But I wouldn't change it, man. I love it. So um, but yeah, I mean, I do think it's important for us to process it and, and everyone does that differently. I know Absolutely. I'm different than, right. than everyone else. Um, 
but I choose to let those calls drive me to, to do more. And, you know, and, and I tell people and, and I do this myself, like allow your emotion to show. Like, I mean, don't hide it from yourself. Like if you're pissed off, be pissed off. If yeah. you're angry, be angry. Like that's natural. Like the grieving process or like, well, why am I grieving someone that I didn't know? Right. Like I didn't know this kid that died. You know, I, I didn't know the other kid that got, you know, hit by that car with them. I mean, the, the call that I ran, man, is, and it'll stick with me. You know, it's, I try to remove the emotion from it, but it's a story that is going to impact me. And, and it's hard too, man. It was right before Thanksgiving, um, and there's two kids playing in the garage, and they were looking for a hamster that got out. Um, and this guy who ended up running off the roadway, he was actually intoxicated, man. He ran off the roadway, hit the garage, uh, hit the van that was in the garage, and uh, one kid got trapped under the van. The other kid got pinned against a wall. And, uh, man, I've never seen anything like it, you know, and, uh, in, in my career, you know. And to me, so that's by far been my worst call, you know. And, and on the, obviously, you don't forget those types of things, you know. Like I said, I try to remove the emotion from it and just allow it to be a story that's part of my testimony and my experience. Um, but, it, I mean, I still ride by that scene, you know, when I'm running calls with, with my part-time department and things like that. So it's kind of hard to forget, you know, and, and things like that, man. But, it, I mean, literally did everything that we could for one of the, the, the kids that was there, man. There's literally just nothing we could do, man. Uh, the other kid has gone through a, a lot of surgeries and things like that. He ended up breaking both legs. I mean, shattered them from the waist down. Yeah. And, uh, but he's alive and well. I mean, he, he you know, so – I mean, there's good and bad parts from it and things like that. But, you know, I, I share that, man, because we've been there. Like, I mean, we're not just here just trying to be someone that we're not or to say, oh, you know, we, we want to be here to help people. Like, we live the same things that people live through. We have the same job that everyone else does. And, yeah. yes, we do have our experiences, you know. Uh, Charlie shared a little bit of his about his yeah. his buddy Corey Iverson who yeah, died table. The, yeah who died in the the line of duty on the wildfire out in in California down where where he's from and uh, I mean that's I mean a, a big part of his story like that that was someone he went through rookie school with at, at yeah. Cal Fire before he, he moved on to uh, where he works now at Glendale but I mean he even talked about it. he's like he's like he was on the fire I didn't know he was on the fire but as soon as I heard he's like I called to make sure that he was okay and he didn't answer the phone like dude I mean that's I mean that's a huge part of who we are and we don't want to share those stories and be like oh yeah I have my story too like I'm not trying to one-up people but to say hey we understand like we live through the same things that you have experienced and, and mm -hmm. we want to walk with you through your time because you know we've made it through ours and we've walked through our tough times yep. and these aren't the only tough times that we're going to experience no, in our career and things like that so uh anyway man so as a whole we just want to be there to share that experience with them and um, you know, just continue to do that as, as many times as we can. Last year, we walked 45 people through our peer support process. Um, you know, this year we're probably at 30 or so right now. Wow. Wow. You know, so it's uh, definitely on the, I guess, the, the charts Uphill, to, yeah. Yeah, to outrank last year. So, and we're grateful for that. You know, it's funny you said that, uh, you know, everyone has their own experiences and no one wants one up each other. But I don't, I don't think it is that, you know, I agree with you. I don't think it is. I think what happens is, People tell their stories. For example, you were just telling me your your story about mm -hmm. that incident, which is difficult. I 
but it's it's amazing to me because while you're telling me that story, it instantly brought me to an incident I was involved in sure. instantly. And yeah. I think that's back to what we were saying earlier when you say that we understand each other. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to your story, and and that's why we trust each other. I think yeah. that's a big a big part of it, right? Yeah. And, and we have people ask those questions like, "Hey, I mean, have you experienced it? Yeah, we have. You know, and." They start telling their story, and they trust us because of that. You know, they're not necessarily looking for details, but they're definitely trying to validate us yeah. and who we are, which I don't blame them for that because people have talked to people who they tell a story to, and they're like, oh, my gosh, like I can't. I, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you yeah. know. And, um, you know, so they, they haven't walked through that process, you know. And, um, you know, but, I mean, as, as a whole, you know, I, I think our goal is if we can just make this a normal part of – just everyday discussion. Your, yeah, everyday yeah. discussion, yeah. your everyday, you know, station life, things like that. Yep. And, you know, a lot of people look to their officer for that. But as as anyone, man, like you talked about sitting down at the round table, you know, drinking a, a cup of coffee. Like, dude, everyone's equal. That's an equal mm-hmm. playing field. Like you have the opportunity just like the senior guy or, you know, the driver, chauffeur or your officer, your lieutenant captain, whoever it may be. Like, I mean – the truth is, is you know when it's a bad call. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not impacting you in, in the same way that it's impacting someone else, but you can look at a call and the details of it, you're like, dude, that was a crappy call. You know, like, uh, that was terrible. And, and you have the opportunity after that and after everything settles down when you get back to the station. Hey, guys, I mean, I just want to say that was a crappy call. If you want to talk about it, like, I I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And that's all you have to say. Absolutely. It's not trying to like hide it or, you know, just get away from it or ignore it. But I mean, that, that one sentence right there, that one phrase right there, dude, could save somebody's life, you yeah, know, because and, it's at least opening a dialogue. Right. And it's making know? it normal, you know? So, um, you know, that's one of the things that I charge officers. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, that's their crew. Like they're yeah. in charge of those yeah. guys. Like, man, just one one second out of your you know out of your day or a minute out of your day you know after a crappy call that really sucked hey guys that was a sucky call if you need to talk about it let's talk about yeah. it yeah if they don't then they don't or if they don't want to talk about it right then at least they know that that's an opportunity they can come back and say hey Lou hey cap um I want to talk about that call or if it's their senior guy Hey man, you mind if I talk to you about that call? Whatever it may be, you know, but if we make it normal for them, I mean, it just continues to, to create that normality and normalcy throughout, you know, the entire station, the, you know, department and so on. So we can only change where we are, I think, you know, and I th- if we can change the immediate influence that we have, I mean, that's, that's great. Absolutely. You know? man. So, so Blake, let me ask you this in, in closing, where do you see next wrong in the next five years? Where do you see it? What's your goal? Man, that's a, a loaded question, I think. Um, obviously, to continue doing what we're doing, we, we don't want to change anything about that. Um, we, we love our mission. You know, I think we have three great things that, that we do, which is the peer support, the financial assistance for licensed counseling, and then, you know, giving back to families uh, of first responders who have taken their life by suicide. Um, so I think we have our work cut out for us there already. Um Man, just to, to grow it and make it more of an impact, and, and, and I say to grow, and it's not just for numbers or anything like that, but if we can help more people, obviously we, we want to grow and expand our team to, to be able to maintain the, that steady growth of it being okay for people to open up and talk and things like that. So, 
<clears throat> you know, we just we just want to increase that. We want to increase the, the people who uh, who are part of our organization, and we have uh, you know a lot of those people in place, and we're just trying to do it you know just over time and do it uh, well. Um, yeah. So I think we just want to maintain that. Like we want to be solid in, in everything that we do. We want to provide the best service to people. Uh, so we, we definitely want to, you know, make that a point and a purpose just to, to give these people the time and attention that they need uh, while they are sharing their story with us. Um, but I, I think growth wise, man, I, there's, you know, things that I would love to see for us. Um, one of the things that we are looking into doing is developing a peer support class that we can teach. Yeah, that's great. Uh, so we're working um, with Amanda uh, Walden, who's the licensed counselor that I was talking about that serves on our board. We're going to be working on that together. Great. Uh, so we're going to teach some of our people that class first and, and kind of get all the kinks worked out, you know, and make sure that it's, it's you know, solid across the board and then be able to take that to in the, another department or organization and things like that. So if we can teach that, you know, because the, the truth in – the honest side of it, I guess, is there's not a, a curriculum, so to speak. There's not a license that you have to be as a peer support provider, um, you know, but we, I think as we continue to gain experience and grow in that, we have a very good insight into what that should look like. So, um, <clears throat> you know, we, we want to be able to uh, <clears throat> replicate that and, you know, show that to other people and, and teach them, you know, to provide that peer support, you know, and, and get people interested in that. And so that's starting to grow. And uh, one of the things I would also love to do, and, you know, Charlie and I have talked about this and I've talked about it with, you know, some guys that I know is, you know, at some point we'd love to do some sort of retreat for people ah, that we've great. helped. That'd be great. Um, yeah. So yeah. every person that we help, we, we uh, maintain their information, their um, name, obviously, address, phone number, email, things like that. So hopefully one of the three is still the same. We can get in contact with them. But to provide some sort of retreat, you know, where we take maybe four or five people, you know, from from the year or out of the people that we help, we do a drawing and, you know, we could take them on a trip, you know, fly them all into the same place and, you know, hang out for a few days. Come to and, Jersey, eat pork yeah, roll. Yeah, come, come to Jersey, eat some pork <laughs> roll and tell them that they better call it that uh, or they have to leave. No, uh, so, but just stuff like that, you know, and I, I see ourselves from the people that we've helped, you know, you know, God willing, you know, and we continue to raise the support and things like that because we have incredible, you know, followers and incredible, you know, we call them next rung family that continue to support us. But as that grows, and I would obviously love to capture people's stories more, um, people yeah. that we have walked through the peer support process or that we've paid for their licensed counseling that they're receiving and things like that to just go and capture their stories, kind of like what you're doing right now. Obviously, it would be a more condensed version and, and get, you know, just some some tape of them talking with us about their story and just allowing people to use our platform, you know, and, and that's one of the things, too, that, that we have seen is we don't just help the first responder, but we help their families yeah. because we give back to them. We show them that we're here and we support them. So, you know, the spouse that's lost their, their husband, you know, the, the wife that's lost her husband, hey, you know, and I tell them, I was like, listen, I know what you're going through right now is tough, but when you are ready to share your story, our platform is your platform. Like we want you to be able to share your story and say, Hey, 
you know, you got to speak up, you got to speak out, you got to ask for help, you know, and um, <clears throat> one of the, the ladies that we've been working with and we've gotten her counseling, um, her boyfriend took his life and uh, I believe she was actually in the house when it happened, you know, yeah. so that that's very traumatic, you know, but just, you know, allowing her to heal and go through that process and then, you know, allow her to share her story of, hey, you know, this impacts us, you know, after yeah. you're gone, this impacts us, reach out for help, you know, and, and just allow them to encourage people because they're viewing it from a completely different aspect than what we are. I mean, they're the right. family and we believe family is important and we will always want to keep that number one as well. So uh, I say that we're not here just for the first responder, but we're here for their family as well. Uh, their immediate family, you know, their spouses and their children. Um, so <clears throat> if they ever need help, then just the same as, as the first responder, we're going to give them the help that they need and, and give them a fighting chance as well. So, you know, I think those are kind of some of the things that we just want to continue to, to add to the, the table and, and make a difference. So That's great, man. Well, listen, hopefully I just, that answered your question. It did. It did. <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you that uh, you, you've certainly uh, made an impact in the fire service. Thanks again, Next Wrong. Make sure you're checking them out. It's nextwrong.org. Correct. Your Instagram? Yep. Right? Next underscore rung. Next underscore rung on Instagram. And you also have a Facebook page. We yeah, we do. It's uh it's next rung fire. So next rung fire on yeah. Facebook. So those are the <clears throat> platforms you can go to. Again, make sure you check out their website, see what they're doing. And you know already, because you've been following my show, you know that next rung is a big part of what we're doing too. Yeah. So so that was good. This is coming at you on YouTube, so make sure if you haven't already subscribed and you're watching us right now on YouTube, just hit that little red button right down there below that says subscribe so you can see these episodes are coming out uh, on your way. Be sure to check out our website, which is pintheq.com, which is actually just updated, so you enjoy that. And uh, we have some more to come. So like always, stay safe, be careful, and look out for each other. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pin the Q podcast brought to you by Pin the Q Productions. Visit us at www.pintheq.com.